Hello, and welcome to the Innovate IPM podcast, where we are passionate about the future of the industrial projects professions, presenting you the best of project management people and practices, combining the wisdom of time-tested methods with the cutting-edge technologies and advancements that are modernizing our craft. Our mission is to contribute to the growth and progress of the industrial project management community. It's time to talk scope, schedule, and budget. Let's start the show. Hello, everybody. This is Rob Williams. Uh, You have found episode one, the first official numbered podcast for Innovate IPM. I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, this particular podcast is is me describing uh, how to deal with a lack of basis material for your project cost estimates. So, right, happens all the time. We're requested to provide some kind of deliverable deliverable to the project team in the early feed stages of project development, and we're not given enough information to feel confident that what we're providing is a good deliverable. So how do we deal with that? I recorded this uh, actually in the car, hands-free, of course, uh, going to a project meeting. And I was uh, kind of inspired to go ahead and just, uh, you know, freestyle it on the way to that meeting. So the audio's, uh, you know, it's got some white noise in the background, but I think you can hear it pretty good. So, uh, uh, you know, tell me what you think. Tell me if you, if you think this is useful information for you, uh, leave it in the comments and make sure you subscribe. And, uh, Oh, and, uh, I've got some really great guests lined up. Uh, I've just got to get them recorded. So we're working on some schedules and stuff. Some of them are having to go through their legal departments, uh, for the companies that they work for. Um, so we're just kind of, kind of working our way through that. I've got four or five really great people, uh, lined up. You're going to be, uh, thoroughly impressed when you see them or when you listen to them rather. So in the meantime, this is me explaining my methods for, uh, obtaining, obtaining the basis information that you need for your project deliverable or what to do about it if you can't get it. So enjoy. All right, we're gonna try something a little different here. Let's try to ad-lib a podcast while I'm driving down the road. Um, This one's relevant to my life today. We're gonna call this podcast something like what to do when you don't receive the deliverables you need. So I think one of the biggest problems that we have in the early stages of project development is that there's a lot of subjection to what um, people's opinions and feelings about what creates a quality or let's say, complete project phase. In other words, how much work goes into this project phase to be appropriate? You don't want to do too much work. You don't want to do too little work. 
Too much work means that you're spending resources that may be wasted effort. Too little work means that you don't have enough information to justify the outcome of the stage you're in. So if we think about things in a stage and gate process, right? So in our first stage, we're high level conceptual. This is what AACE would call a class uh, one level estimate. This is what uh, many places would call an FEL zero or FEL one. Some places call it conceptual. So in this conceptual phase, we'll call it that, just because I feel like it's a universal term. In this conceptual phase, the objective is to understand whether a project is going to cost and let's let's back up. So the idea of developing a cost for any project, the idea of developing a project is always to solve some kind of problem, right? So the idea of estimating that project isn't to estimate whatever we happen to dream up. It is to estimate the solution to that problem. Because if your project's not solving that problem, then the cost you're claiming it's going to cost is completely moot. So does that make sense? Now, at a conceptual level, in order to figure out the cost to determine the, uh, to, uh, the cost of the solution to your problem, right? You're going to need some basic level stuff. You need to know um, what kind of major cost are going to be there, right? Where is this project going to be located, right? We're going to need to know, is there a labor force nearby? And what, generally speaking, does that labor force look like? Is it going to require per diem? Are they accustomed in that area to working five tens as opposed to four tens? Um, we're going to need to know. <clears throat> we're going to need to, know, need to know something about the site. Are we talking about a brownfield area where we need to consider things like abatement, contaminated soils, abandoned equipment? Um, so all of these factors are things that we can in fact determine at the conceptual level. What we're not going to be able to determine is how many nuts and bolts are going to go in the pipe, right? We're not going to be able to determine um, exactly when the schedule is going to be down to the day and week, right? That's okay. So what we have to do is we have to say, okay, we think that this solution to our problem is going to include this type and size of equipment, this type and size of equipment, this type and size of equipment, right? Or maybe that is a building type and size of building, or maybe that is a type and size of some infrastructure, a road or a bridge. So we know we need this now based on that, and we know it's going to be, let's call it a greenfield area for the sake of simplicity here. So if we're going to need this bridge or this reactor or whatever it is, and we're going to do it out here in the middle of this cow pasture, 
right in the middle of South Texas. We know we're going to need a certain level of infrastructure. If I've got two pieces of equipment that are designed to transfer a product from one to the other, I know that I'm going to need some transfer piping. I know that I'm going to need some kind of pump. I know that I'm going to need probably some instrumentation. All of these things are going to require some electricity. All of these things are going to tie into some existing something, whether that's a pipeline or the power is going to tie into some kind of, <coughs> excuse me, localized power supply, right? So at the conceptual level, I've got a pretty good idea of where I'm going to be, what are the major cost components, and based on my experience and the experience of the project team, we're going to have some kind of idea on what kind of interconnecting uh, items it's going to take to operate all of these things, right? We know we're in South Texas where we have an abundant supply of workforce. And um, now we can take we can take that information, we can itemize it, we can build it into our estimating tool. If you're using a volumetric tool, it's, there's not a whole ton of things to enter here. You put it in and out comes an estimate. And that's what we would call a conceptual estimate, FEL0 slash 1 maybe, depending on the level of effort that's gone into it. And uh, class uh, 1, if you're talking AACE terms, and that's it. Now, let's say you were doing that conceptual estimate. Let's say you're performing this. You're an estimator, right? Or maybe you're a scheduler, or maybe you're a designer, right? There's a certain level, even at conceptual, there's a certain level of documentation and details that are going to need to be provided to you in order to get to the, uh, the cost or the schedule or the design that you need to do to fall into the certain accuracy range that, that you're, uh, you're being tasked with providing. So we say, ah, oh, it's just conceptual, famous last words. Or we say, ah, oh, we'll figure that out in the next phase, famous last words. We think, or often many people think in our industry that any kind of information at all falls into the conceptual category. Well, there is such a thing as less than a concept. And this is what we're talking about right now. So instead of relying on, let's say your idea of, because different organizations do this differently, they, they identify their accuracy ranges differently. Um, some that I've been involved with say conceptual is plus minus 50. AACE is a little more intelligent than that. They, they give ranges within ranges and they'll say it's plus 50 to 100, minus 30 to 50. When we think about that in those terms, right, we need enough information to fall in that, in that range of accuracy levels. When we say it's plus 100, that means it can be twice as much as we might think if we have the proper level of detail to base our deliverable on. If we don't, it could be plus a million percent, 
because we have no idea, right? So the upper range is limitless. The bottom range is going to be zero because you're probably going to kill your project at some point if you didn't think it out well. So now we're talking about plus infinity minus zero. And we want to go from that to say plus minus 50, again, for simplicity's sake. So what do we need? We need somebody to tell us what that equipment or other major cost looks like, what the infrastructure to support that equipment looks like, what the um, location is, what the, uh, you should have, if it's a process project, you should have at a very minimum, a PFD, uh, more preferred, would be a, uh, a P&ID, even if it's uh, just a markup existing one from another project or whatever it is. And um, you need some lo understanding of the location factors, and you're going to need um, some understanding of uh, workforce. Okay, so. If we have all that information, we're probably going to do pretty good with our estimate. We'll probably fall into that range that we're looking for. But let's say you're missing some piece of that information. So how do you get that? Let's say you're involved with a project team that's used to, uh, let's just say, pencil whipping it. And they don't have what you need. It is your responsibility as the practitioner, whatever your practice is, design, schedule, plan, estimate, to say, throw the flag up, say, hey, I need to know more information. What I like to do, and these are the best practices that I've come up with in my career, there may be better ones out there, and if there are, why don't you go ahead and put them in the comment, because I'm always willing to learn and improve my processes. But my best practice is to take all the information provided to me in one shot and then go through it from beginning to end with a Word document open on my computer and just make notes and just keep it organized. If I'm looking at PFDs, I write the word PFDs and then I put bullet, 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 bullet underneath those P dot, that, that title, that subtitle of PFDs and I ask questions that I have in my head. I make notes, uh, I uh, clarify things, I uh, make notes about dates on things. If it's an old quote, I want to know that it's an old quote, so I put it all right there in one singular document. I'll do that with each deliverable that was provided to me, and if there's deliverables that I need that I don't have, I'll make a list of those. I take that document, and then I send it over to whoever my contact is on the project team, or possibly the entire project team send that over to them, let them comment back to me as to either uh, where it is, because it may exist already, they just didn't think that I needed it, that happens quite often. They may comment back to me, hey, we don't have that. They want to know, is there another way of handling that? And uh, in, in most of the time there is. There's most of the time we can make some kind of assumptions, apply some kind of intelligent allowances to the project we just want to make sure that okay we don't have anything to base this on so this is what we're going to do instead we're going to come up with whatever basis we can come up with and we're going to put that in our basis document so that it's recorded and we will always have that 
that email or whatever uh, notes we have from a conversation with that person saying, hey, I asked for this, but they were unable to provide it. This is what we agreed to do. Just a little CYA for everybody. Um, another common response is, yeah, you're right. We need to get that. That's the least common response. And then another common response is, um, <clears throat> uh, quite frankly, it's, it's, hey, we'll get to that in the next level or we'll, uh, we'll look at that when we're not in the conceptual level phases. And if you disagree with that, it's time to, to make that note, note that, all right? So bring that up. Say, hey, look, I realize you think that we can pull this over into the next phase, but here is why we need to take care of it in this phase, okay? So this is just really, uh, at, the, at, the, at the end of the day, all we're really talking about is making sure that we are aligned with our project team, that we are doing a good job as stewards over our deliverables to uh, ensure their quality and then um, and then ensuring the quality of the overall of the overall project so hope that's useful um, that's how I handle these things maybe you handle them very differently uh, maybe you live in a in a an amazing work environment where you don't have to deal with these things Maybe describe to me what your work environment looks like, if that is the case. Are you, is your work environment very process driven? Is it such that uh, you don't, is it such that you don't have that much control? And maybe, um, maybe you don't feel empowered in your organization to make these kinds of requests or, or uh, announce these kinds of weaknesses in the process. So I'd like to hear about that too. Let me know uh, in the comments or shoot me an email at innovateipm.com. Uh, I'm sorry, info at innovateipm.com. Is that what I said? Jeez, I don't even know. Um, and that's it. So thanks for listening. Tune in for the next one.